All righty, folks. Welcome back. Another Out of the Rough Golf Podcast. We got a special one for you. We've got myself, Dave, Kid, Ryan, and everyone's favorite, Clint G. Um, the Monday evening after the Masters. A uh, very, uh, I would say, interesting Masters week. Um, lots of uh, weather delays and such, but uh, nevertheless, a spectacular champion in John Rom being our 2023 Masters champion. A well-deserved champion. Got the bad side of the draw. Won by four strokes. I don't think there's any doubt that he should be the winner this week. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. What about you, fellas? Well, I just want to say we obviously didn't record a pod last week, and I definitely didn't change my pick. Like I've been saying forever that Rom is going to win the Masters. I definitely didn't change it to Rory last week, last minute. That didn't happen. None of y'all heard that. But could not be more pumped for the boy. Rom put on. It was fucking awesome love to see look it. anyone could have gotten swept up in the fantasy of rory winning i don't blame you it, it happens to the best of us and i mean the florida swing for rom wasn't spectacular so i mean it's easy to get kind of off of him but like hindsight it's like man you know rom was like low-key coming into it it was like scotty rory like probably should have put some nuggies on rom um but didn't do that um but you know again hindsight's 2020 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people would have been equally unsurprised by Rom, you know, getting T35 with how Florida was going too. It just, yeah, Rom's the kind of guy where he could have had pretty much any uh, finish, at least making the cut where you've been like, yeah, that makes sense with just how his form was coming into it. And a win isn't surprising either. Yeah, and it was weird with the Florida swing, right? Because, like, part of it, he was sick. So who knows with all of that? Like, it was hard to really gauge where his golf actually was. Because literally, like, six weeks ago, the dude was wrapping up his third win on tour. Like, he's been killing it this season, the third win on tour this season. So it it should be no shock. He's well, this is the four, fourth, fourth win on tour with this, this week. Yeah. With this one, yeah. Yeah. And it being a major. Yes. No, I was just saying he rattled off the three not that long ago. Like we got yeah. down on him pretty quick. It's 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 <laughs> truly the exact same as what happened last year. They both got three wins ahead of the Masters win that they had for their fourth. And that was I what mean, was supposed to happen for Dustin Johnson until he slipped down the steps too. He had three wins going into the Masters. Yeah, that might be a trend to look for. If someone has three wins going into the Masters, they might be a contender. <laughs> they, they, might be a, they might be a contender. That, that's apt apt analysis right there, Dave. Yeah, so let's save that for next year when we're doing our pre-pod, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if someone's got three wins going into it, might be a contender. Might be. <laughs> If, if if someone gets three wins going into it and they're the third odds favorite, then maybe you should bet the money on them. Maybe yeah, that's kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> maybe maybe take that value. Wow. But it is I mean, it is crazy that Scotty was coming into this Masters after last season having three wins going into it, and he actually had a better strokes gained to the field across all of his tournaments this year than he had last year. He just, and he he had just got two he had two wins, one of them being a players too. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like a slacking year in any means. 
And his, his sure. was actually the best master de- des- master's defense since Spieth in 2016. So like he, you, it doesn't even feel like Scheffler like really showed up this event and yet got a T10, escaped out of there without really anyone paying attention. I mean, I think a lot, uh, and we can go more into this later on if we want to, but I think a lot of that kind of has to do with the weather delays and stuff. Like, I feel like I didn't get to see a lot of people and that might be kind of when I was viewing and stuff like that. But like, uh, it just kind of seemed like some people, I don't know, you just didn't really get to see their their rounds and uh Scheffler being one of them for me with that kind of point is it is this the masters where you remember the weather or you remember rom winning i think both i think i think i think it's next to impossible to discount that day not discount it just just in general forget it like it was some of the most horrendous conditions i've ever seen and on on a course that can handle it better than quite possibly any course in the country like it was it was pretty wild to see how well it could actually take it and then recover from it the following days yes yeah, sunday looked wild the fact that they had it looking like that you know 12 hours after it Dude, being basically a swimming pool they had three fucking trees fall down that's what I was going to yeah. say. Big, big ass pine trees fall down. Like it's, uh, it was a wild weekend as far as the weather goes. Um, I'm not so sure that the weather had a huge, well, it definitely had a part in those trees falling down, but I I don't think the root structure on those trees is necessarily the best. No, those like, things were probably like only down the property knows, for like two, two yeah, years, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Who knows maybe. how long those fucking trees have even been in the place they were. So they're just fucking 18 wheeling those trees in and then just playing and be like, Oh, look at this majestic array of trees. <laughs> it's been none of these were actually the, <laughs> none of those were actually born here. They're not native to Georgia. Even. I mean, it's They're crazy what here. they do with the Anwa and then the, the masters just like, it doesn't even look like other tea boxes were ever there. You know, yeah, it's, it's just insane. like fucking in, insane. Yeah. I think that's the answer to that question though, kid, like as at least a co-captain of the John Rom fan club. Uh it, in my heart will be a Rom win, but I think, I think people that, will I mean, talk about this. I think that's a, fair a though. Falling. I mean like yeah. I think that's fair. Like if someone got crowned by the weather and they came out and it was like a let's say it was like let me just look at the, if it was like Russell Henley got T4. Like if Russell Henley won, like it'd be like that 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 masters where the weather fucked half the field. Uh, right. That's the one I remember. But with John Rom being on the bad side of the draw and then still coming on top, it's more about like John Rom overcoming the conditions than being the field by four after spotting two strokes in the first hole. Right. Um, so I, you know, I think it is still like you remember it for John Rom because like when he he showed up and he played the best golf without question. Um, but it does feel like it, there is a bit of a you know storm cloud over the the history of this one. Not to make too much of a pun. For sure. Yeah, I I, I don't want to go like too far to say like a storm cloud over the history. I think I think if anything, it it will add to what John Rom did, having him be on the you know the bad side of the draw, and then coming back and chasing Brooks down, albeit he had help from Brooks playing like shit. But um, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think it'll 
degrade what he did in any any fashion, at least in my opinion. I think he played an no. unbelievable tournament, was cool, calm, and collected, at least two people watching him as he was playing the last round. And, I mean, whenever you can, you can come into 15 and lay up with no problem and not have to press it, you know you kind of have things in cruise control. You're pretty you know? comfy. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that was more kid's point was that because of what Rom did, it, it wasn't going to be that negative mark, but had somebody been crowned by the weather, because Rom was not crowned by this weather. He overcame it. Um, it would have been a very different story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. I mean, like it's, I mean that- it's, What's kind of wild to me is how bad some people played actually on Sunday versus like what some of the people withstood during the actual bad weather. Tell like me about it, the- Clint. Tell me about it, my man. <laughs> Kids team got eviscerated by some just terrible guy like J Day and uh and DJ really just killed kids vibe on uh and cam that, smith and finish, almost all of them dude the finish of jay day's second round is what put him like something yeah. clicked and it fucked him like i don't know what it was but like after that he was fucked i don't know it was, even more of a, it was even more of a roller coaster than that because he had a bad second half to his second round his last four holes he went four over yeah. and then he came back in his third round birdied three times got himself back into the top 10 and then just petered off for a while and then kind of grinded through the shitty conditions for a bit, actually was in the mix, and then proceeds to shoot fucking an 80 on Sunday. Yeah. As yeah, somebody who had a lot of J-Day stock, I was watching very closely. It was on 15. He laid up. He had like 95 yards in, and he hit a chunk into the middle of the pond. Like, it was 30 yards short of the green. And then when he went to the drop area... He fatted it again and barely got it to the front of the green. And it just, it was terrifying to watch. I was like, this dude looks like something just broke in his brain. I think he is scared. I think there are just some guys where like really cold weather really fucks with them. And I think J day is one of them. Obviously tiger is one of them. I just think there's certain guys that might have like kind of more fucked up bodies that the, the the cold weather will really affect the way you can play. Both dudes wouldn't that you was, say him and Tiger. That was, Friday before the, that was Friday before the bad weather, though. I know, yeah. but yeah, that, kind of, I, that can kind of linger. Like you get tight, you get tense, you have that fucking vibe. Like it just can fuck your whole vibe up. And I'm not saying like set, you know, the, the thought of the cold got him. <laughs> well, being in the cold and having that whole feeling and trying to get through it and then just not feeling as good as you were originally just i don't know it it sucks because i really thought j day was going to play well and it looked like it for a while like it looked like he had a real chance and it's a bummer to see but i'm you know real stoked for john rom um but that was a cool story j day coming into this and i you know i definitely thought it was a, 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 a real good possibility but yeah i think one of the other things that was kind of crazy was just um obviously i mean the conditions were brutal but just seeing the effect on ball travel uh because of those conditions like not only was it cold which is affecting the travel but you've got 
you know, water in between your club face and, and, and the ball you've got, I mean, distances were getting demolished by 50, 60 yards on the cam young, I think was averaging three Oh six and then went down to like two forty one or something like that. Um, and well, you like know, some eight, of the other guys on 18, you have like a wedge or a nine iron in, and then you have guys hitting like five, four, like, three wood sometimes in it's just like yeah. really wild especially for like an uphill hole like that i'm just tickled by you saying ball travel twice <laughs> gotta love a good ball travel so it's it's john rom over the weather like he earned that but is it john rom over phil mickelson or is this phil mickelson's masters i mean phil only mickelson one person a... only phil one mickelson person feels on the bad side of the draw too only one person beat Phil in the field this week. I mean, would who would have called that going into it? I mean, we kind of no touched way. on it a little bit, like saying how crazy it would be if he did it. Like, so there's a little bit of like, you know, he has course history and stuff. But no, I don't think anyone expected him to do what he did. And I couldn't help but kind of root for him. Like when it was on Sunday, like he was playing some fucking unbelievable golf. He was playing good golf all week. And it's just like, fuck, man. Like. He's doing some fucking fucked up shit, but it's fucking Phil and it's yeah. Augusta and he's pulling some miraculous shit off like the driver off the deck. I don't know what day it was. It might have been fucking Thursday, but he had a driver. off it the was. deck. I think I think it was into what was it, it was, was into a part eight. five. Into yeah. Eight. yeah. But yeah, it's just Phil being Phil and it just kind of seemed like he was talking about in some press conferences how he feels like it's really close. He's like, I feel like I have a 65 year old. <laughs> of course he fucking says that. Though. He's <laughs> fucking Phil. I know, but and then he just goes and fires a 65 off. It's just, you know, I just and couldn't the, help but you know, any slow. other week, you know, the next PGA, he'll fire off an 88 and be like, it's just so close, man. I can just feel it. It doesn't matter what the score is. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you right now that Clint and I both had no problem rooting against Phil on Sunday. That's fine. Yeah, I, I was just telling you, I was just telling you what I was feeling, you know, and I, me saying that he played well here doesn't make me say that, like, I don't think he's going to do well at any of the other majors. Like he's just good at Augusta and Augusta suits people like people in older, like older players in their, you know, last part of their career or whatever you want to say, like they, they can win there. It's proven they've won there. Tiger, Jack, you know, Phil just got a T second at 52 years old. Like it's a course where if you play well there, you can play well there for a long time. And it it was just cool to see in my, in my opinion, like all, all live aside and all that. It was just cool to see with, you know, all the shit going on that he just went out there and, played some fucking golf and birdieing fucking 17 and 18 on Sunday. Like that was a hell of a finish. Well, yeah. he, he definitely, <clears throat> I think that stat was out there that um, that was the best finish by anybody over 50 um, ever. Like I, I think somebody got like maybe fifth at 51. I don't remember who it was, um, but I mean, yeah, 52 years old T second. I mean, it, it's impressive to say the least, but um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily find myself rooting for him at the same time. <laughs> I'm not saying I was like rooting, like being like, I want him to win, but it was just like, you know, I don't mind seeing it. Like it was fun to watch. And like, 
you know, I was like that birdie put on 18. I wasn't saying miss, miss, miss. I was like, fuck, is he going to make this? And he fucking made it. And I was like, I wasn't pissed that he made it, you know? No, well, it's just like, no, one, no, it's like, just like no one's challenging you on that, Dave. No one's saying whenever we say we weren't rooting for Phil that like you shouldn't have been rooting for Phil. Like, I know that. I was just kind of like, you know, validating my side, I guess. Yeah. I was a little bit more on, on your side. I wasn't like, fuck, Phil needs to screw this up. I was just more like, damn, this is nuts. He strikes me kind of as the type of dude who, A, kind of loves the attention of all of this, and B, like, any chance that he has to kind of throw a fuck you out there, he's going to take it. So I thought it was a, the perfect opportunity for him to to put himself in that position and go for it. So I, I don't know. It's cool. Good for Phil. It was wild. I would have probably taken any wager if somebody was like hey phil's gonna finish in the top five this week but you're fucking nuts like there's no way there's a zero percent chance so the fact that he pulled it off is pretty pretty wild i think a lot of people would take that with a lot of the live guys and i think we can go into it later if we want but like the how how you think the live showing was for augusta can be it was objectively you know, strong i mean given that they outperformed the cut percentage that was expected I from could, them and Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and, and just for, for the most part, guys that haven't even really been showing form still showing up and doing pretty well. I'd like to take the entire sample size of the major season like and, and see where they finish across the board, because if they actually do continue to compete and they're shown to be able to maintain form outside of get like competitive reps over and over with full fields, it you know brings validity to just basically being like do exhibitions really take off that much juice from them. You know, maybe not. Did they should they get points for them? Absolutely not. But does that mean that they're not capable of competing in these events just because they're not playing PGA Tour events week in week out? That that may come into question if they perform well for four weeks out of the year that are important. I mean, there's guys like uh, I think I think there's guys that had a good showing from Live, and there were guys up in the mix at the very top of the leaderboard, which is what you want if you're with them. But I think a lot of guys kind of fell short, like Neiman. He needed a top 12 if he wants to play in the majors next year. Didn't get that. Mito Pereira, same thing. Didn't get that. Cam Smith, kind of a poor showing. You know, like, uh, you know, I think, I think it, I think, I think they hit, you know, just about par, if not a little worse than par for the event, in yeah. my opinion. They, Brooks being in the mix the first two rounds, Phil making, doing what he did saved them. Uh, yeah, and not, yeah, not for, that I ever want to bring him up, but Patrick Reed also squeaked into T four. So, <laughs> yeah. like, he got good draw though too. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Is, is now a good time for us to talk about Brooks? Uh, we're twenty minutes in. We haven't even mentioned that he was pretty much leading I'll, most. I'll, of this I'll go ahead and then. say that it seems like good play for gives a lot of things for people, absolves you of a lot of things for people. And it, I felt like a lot of people became Brooks fans again, just from him becoming semi-competent on a golf course again. I would say that I would I became a Brooks fan again. But Once again, I, not calling you out specifically. No, I Dave. know. I wasn't saying you, that you were. And I know I answered that like I, I, I thought that, but that's not what I was thinking. I wouldn't say that I would say that I was became a Brooks fan again, but I like – I liked seeing him play good golf and I like him being in the mix in majors like Brooks being Brooks in majors just adds the, 
that much more value to the tournament and it just makes it that much better. And I liked seeing it, seeing him play, play golf. Well, um, Augusta seems like a course that he, you know, plays well at for the most part, dis disregarding the last couple showings. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I was saying like, I wouldn't be upset if he ended up winning, you know, uh, whenever we were hanging out this past weekend, I was telling kid that like, I wouldn't be upset if he ended up winning your green jacket, because just for me, it would mean he would be in majors for five more years. And I want to see him in majors because as of right now, it's just next year that he is qualified for. So he'll be at PGAs, but that'll be it. So, you know, I would have liked to see him win. Uh, I, I'm much happier. John Rom won. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, I wouldn't have been upset. Uh, I like seeing Brooks in the mix in majors, you know. I think I think it just makes for good golf. I mean, the exactly. the thing about it is like when he's when he's on, I mean, <laughs> you you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody that's going to be right there beside him. I mean, like when when he was on, there wasn't anybody right there. Like he was he was dominating and I mean, he was, you know, at at different points for four stroke leads. And, you know, I mean, <clears throat> he obviously like his last two rounds didn't play amazing. He shot even and then three over, but I mean, like watching him play good golf again was, was, I don't even know how I'm going to say it, but kind of refreshing to see because he was such a dominating force when he was on his major run. And then he just fell off the fucking face of the earth. And so just seeing him back in, in contention form was, was actually nice to watch, but because when, when there's a confident Brooks on the course, that's playing well, like I'd be scared shitless if I was out there because I mean, he, and like, fucking, he, he's and hard to beat. Fucking the boy Rom fucking alpha him dog. Like he fucking <laughs> chased him down and he was fucking alpha, alpha. He, fuck. I can't even talk. He was just fucking walking in front of him, fucking going to the tee box first, just, you know, just asserting his dominance. And, you know, Brooks was kind of was... receding and like, fuck, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't go against the Rombo, son. Yeah, he's a, a big bad man. It It is sick to have Brooks. I, I, again, do not like Brooks at all, but it is, it's good to have a heel. Um, I like having somebody who I can root against who also can play like, and, and is going to be in that mix. Like I love having a villain for Rom to go up against. I think that's awesome. Um, so it was cool to see. I, I was definitely hoping we were going to get like a real true heavyweight showdown. Like, let's see which one of these dudes could ball out and perform. So it was a bummer to kind of watch Brooks fade like he did, but did love seeing Rom just put it to him. Well, I think it kind of just is a testament, like Rom weathered through the hard weather and it just didn't seem like Brooks had it there. When when he got he got the good draw the first two rounds, like he finished on Friday uh yeah, on Friday. He he finished both rounds on Friday. Not a lot of people did that. And right. uh, so he played well in the good conditions. So he really yeah. only had to play two rounds in shitty conditions, and when he had to, he he played not that great. So well, and his 
his last round, I would yeah. venture to say, wasn't really shitty conditions. Like, yeah. it was, it was just he, totally he, fine. He got, he got through the hard conditions relatively fine. He came out even, and he actually had a good chance to come out pretty in a good position. He's, he fell apart toward the end of it. And then, yeah, Sunday wasn't, it was completely gettable. Spieth and Mickelson were birdieing everywhere. Like, Brooks just collapsed on Sunday as he has been doing since that win in, at the PGA. Like, he has yeah, been I, very poor. I guess what I meant to say was that it wasn't the same as when he, the first two days, like he shot great rounds under par and he went and shot even on, on the third round and then shot three over. So yeah, he, he, he could have and should have shot well on Sunday. You're correct. Um, I mean, taking everything live aside, taking everything Brooks off of the course aside and the shit that he says on the golf course, Brooke Kepsa, Brooks Kepka is fucking awesome to watch. He plays with such confidence. He has a, like no fucks given attitude on the course. He steps up and he makes committed, like difficult shots. His golf game is actually fun to watch with just how I think aggressive he plays in, in the right moments and how sensible he is in major, major circumstances. And then at the same time, he doesn't bitch on the course. Like he, he truly is like owning it. Like every break that happens to him, if he gets a bad one, he just deals with it and moves on. Like he is a complete opposite person on the course than he is off the course. And like Brooks on the course is sick. Brooks off the course is not as sick. And <laughs> I think because of that, I, I don't tend to root for him as much, but it's great to see him in the mix. I think after this, you know, recent showing of the masters, I was like, I was worried when I saw Brooks, play how he did the first two days and he was like oh shit brooks is is back but maybe it was kind of like a false sense of like reality there that he was going to close it out because this is now four times in a row where he's either had a 54 hole lead or been in contention on a sunday at a major and has completely faltered and it's been like that since he almost got tracked down by dj at the pga in 2019 and he has argue since. that the sunday at the u.s open at pebble beach wasn't a complete falter like he came out hot he i think he fired off three birdies right off the rip like uh to get him get himself in the mix um but yeah so the, the most, one major after that one at the pga uh, yeah okay. just, i was just saying uh you know for the most part you're correct i'm just i was just saying that one you know, it's not every single one. Okay, but either so way, that's the still one out of the other 16. Yeah. That's still, well, 2019. That's fucking, that's how many fucking of four them years were ago. he actually in contention? He was in contention at Kiowa. He was in well, for that. For instance, at... for instance, for instance, that 2019 US Open in the last 13 holes, he went one over. Like he didn't he play did well down the stretch on birdies. What do you? Like, but you you can't shoot over par in the last thirteen holes in a in a U.S. Open where Gary Winland finishes with like four birdies. Like, I did it. I'm I'm just saying. Okay, sure. And then yeah, 2020 PGA back two back of DJ doesn't get it done. Um, second worst score of the day, 74 t 29 finish. And then 2021 PGA one back of Phil shoots 74, and then leading Rom into Sunday at the Masters here up by two and then shoots what four over three over four over seventy six today? I think he shot a three over seventy five. But I think I think one of the things that was more of a bummer of it than anything, I mean, besides the fact that kind of like we're discussing, he's 
he's not really able to finish in these right now. I just would have, I would have loved to see it be a closer race, like to the end. I mean, it would have been amazing if we would have gone to a playoff or, you know, if it would have come down to the last hole or something like that, like watching Rom be able to kind of be conservative and take it easy and lay up like that. Granted, it's great because he busted his ass to get to the point to be able to do that. But once again, it just doesn't make for as exciting golf. And and I thought the way he was playing those first two days that we might get to see that. And it was a little bit unfortunate at the end that, that we didn't. There was there was no real drama the last five holes. When you have a four-shot lead with five to play and Brooks doesn't birdie the holes that he needs to birdie and he has to eagle and he has a 60-footer for eagle that was relatively close, but Rom's not fucking that up. So like, the Well, he did birdie like, 16 and, but yeah, but that but, was the, the he, yeah, like it didn't outside yeah, it, of it that, yeah. So, you know, the original point I was making on the Brooks side is that, like, I was scared of Brooks the first two days, and then I thought my thought of myself at the end is like, should I, should I have been? And then also, besides that, like, should I be into the future? Because right now, Brooks is not giving me very interesting Louis Ustazen vibes. Someone who like can get in the mix and be in contention like he was against Phil at Kiowa and like he was against Rom at the U the US Open at Torrey Pines, but never actually can get it done, never actually steps up and finishes out the stretch. Like the it's only, been four years now. The only difference between him and Louie is that he has four of them that he's won. Oh, I didn't know that. My bad. No, I know you know that, but like it's just it's it's like, yeah, he's having trouble, but he is getting himself into contention to win these things. If you do it enough, one of them, you may just make it happen. And or you can Louis stays in it. Like you Louis could. has an Louis has a major too. Like it's not like he couldn't c- close it out. The fact of the matter is that he hasn't since. And so the question sort of becomes: Is this now Brooks's reality? And it's a fair question to ask. I think that he'll end up getting. I think he'll end up getting one more, maybe two. But hopefully he gets one more just so he is able to play some more because I want to see him in the majors. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll let's continue see. this hypothetical. Ryan, Clint, how many more majors does Brooks get? I, you know, we when we were having the uh, DJ Brooks, you know, discussion, and we were talking about, you know all that bullshit. Um, His career is still better. No, no. I, I mean, like you can't, anybody out there is going to say that four, four majors is better than two. Doesn't matter how many wins you have. Doesn't matter this, that I understand it. I mean, like in the game of golf, majors are, are the Super Bowl. Majors are what every single golfer is going after. And there's no doubt about it. If you have more of those, you're going to be on an echelon that other players are not on. I get it. I just happen to hate Brooks, so I hate that he has four. It is what it is. But with that being said, you know, at watching this performance, I thought that, okay, if this is the Brooks that we're going to start seeing, um, I could see him getting up to six, you know, pretty I don't want to say easily, but I, I mean, like you could, you could see it definitely happening, but the fact that now we're looking at another collapse, another year that um, he's not able to get it done on Sunday. I mean, uh, I could see him winning another, like sprinkling one in somewhere along the way. Um, 
He's got seven tries to get one more to get a five-year exemption. Yeah, that's what I was I, just about to say is that's not that I, many opportunities. I, I was gonna say I don't I don't know if seven's enough. I don't know if it is. I mean, I would I would absolutely love if he never got another one, but I think that he has the ability. I think that he can, you know, get past those Sunday jitters or whatever the fuck it is that's happening. I think he has the ability. Obviously, he's proven that in the past. And, you know, we we see guys like Jordan that had historic runs in a two, three-year span that have also fallen off and haven't proved a ton since. You know, Jordan, he, he's proved that he can still win. You know, with that, actually, it's a little unfortunate. Back-to-back Easter wins, and then he couldn't triple it up for another green. But, you know, I mean, Jordan also hasn't hasn't really um, had a tremendous showing recently, but I still have all the confidence in the world that he can win another major. Um, it'd be foolish of me to say that Brooks couldn't. And um, I think that he might be able to sprinkle another one in there, but I don't, I don't see him getting more than one, honestly. So yeah, one, I mean, one, one from Clint, one or two from Dave, Ryan. If you asked me to place a wager on over under half a major for Brooks going forward, I think I would bet the under. I, I think that just from a betting standpoint, that would make more sense. I think he could get one more. Um, if he is who he wants us to think he is, all he's thinking about right now is I've got seven tries to get to keep playing in these Which things. is probably and a positive one, right? Like, that's the motivation yeah. that he needs to, like, grind it and do exactly. what he, Like, that's all he needs to – the chip on his shoulder to get it done. I think right. – I think yeah, he Brooks could, has got he three. Could, he could – sorry. He could very well – grind his ass off to win one more to be able to play the next five years and then not win one after that. I could, I could definitely see that scenario playing out. But I think the big difference is that you're not going to get the longevity in Brooks that you see in Phil Mickelson. Brooks is not, we're not going to be seeing Brooks on a golf course at 50 years old. I I, I just have, and Dave's not making that point. Dave is saying that he's going to get one win within the next seven and then probably have that kind of security that he knows he's got five more years, not be on the gas pedal as much, and then not win another one after that. Well, no, and I, and I'm like that was more just a kind of a side a side note. Like I just don't think he has the longevity in the game, or or even honestly, I don't think he has to have. I don't think he has the desire for the longevity in the game. I think he's going to easily be able to hang it up in his forties and not give no, a shit. nothing about his attitude or his game sets up for that. Like when you look at his game to your point, there's absolutely nothing that ages well. We had this exact conversation when he was in the middle of his heater and I told Dave was saying he's going to have double digit majors. I'm like, there's no way his body holds up. He has such a violent swing. He throws everything behind it. Just his weight transfers so bad on his knees and his ankles. And it just doesn't scream repeatability making. I mean, he's at least benefiting the fact that he doesn't play as much golf as other people because of live and he can focus on the things to be conditioned for. But that's one thing running against him. He's only got seven shots to stay qualified by the time live gets OWGR points going to get people in the majors. If that's even possible with the weighted scoring of how OWR world ranking points get fed in, then that's probably not happening either and then he has a track record of not closing now on sundays like and then here's the next thing too he got the best part of the draw here he didn't have to fucking play half the field so like he didn't even make it get it done with 
the right side of the draw. And then let's not pretend like Rom beat him, sure, but like he didn't even play himself into a position to fight him. Like he would have been in a playoff if Rom was there, would have been in a playoff with fucking Philly. Probably would have lost, like he did in Kiowa. It's Man, possible. Imagine. I think yeah, zero, zero, zero majors for Brooks for the rest of his career. I love it. I love it. I think that's fair. I think it was interesting to me. The He's biggest got seven tries. thing. Yeah, we learned that he was really fucking hurt, and uh, the other thing is his confidence is definitely not there. Um, and when you think about closing things out on Sunday, I you think, think a little like, more so now after what he did this week, like going into it's fleeting. the PGA. It can go just as quickly as it comes. Sure. That, yeah. That's fair. That's perfectly fair. He was on top of the world be... before he hurt himself, and then he wasn't, and now he's back, but it can just as quickly go away. We know it can. Yeah. I mean, he looks sure. healthy, though, right now. I will say that. Like, he he definitely doesn't look like there was any ailments, that there was anything holding him back in any way, shape, or form other than being pissed off at how slow Cantlay was playing. I mean, like – Outside of that, like he didn't. People are conflating. People are conflating the injury, though. Like that was what was stopping him from playing well. He had the fucked up knee at the Masters, where he came back too early. But then he was in contention at Kiowa the same year. Like the injury is part of it, sure. But he hasn't played only shit golf since he was in a bad knee situation. God, kid, I wish you could could be in a fucking uh press conference to say that (laughs) you know ask him be like hey i know you you uh chalked the last couple years up to injury but uh you know you played the masters and yeah you had knee surgery and it was bad but uh you were uh in contention at kiowa how how do you chalk that up remember they were coming at his knee on the 72nd fairway they're coming for his knee yeah yeah that's right that would be a, that would be a hell, a hell Look, of a question brooks just spins a bunch of bullshit it's what he does off the course like that's why i said i don't really like him off the course his game's amazing and it's so sick to watch him play well like when he just bitch slapped tiger down i mean at that's Bellevue. why i was fucking in my wolf pack for so long his game is i was if sick. he won this week he would have been back in your fucking wolf pack dave that's disrespect <laughs> because that wasn't gonna happen and i thought about it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it Cross my mind a little bit, but I wouldn't. I it was, and it was, somehow it's disrespectful for me to say it. Yeah, it is disrespect because it didn't happen. Look, you, gra- you grab you grab guys and heaters. You, Ron I'm gets a number one in the world. You put him in the wolf pack. Sky Scheffler goes on a run becomes number Ron one player in the world. In the he goes in your wolf pack. What are you talking about, dude? Who I've been he go- Rom dog for Rom dog ever. <laughs> Firstly, you got Rom in your wolf pack after Ryan did. So Ryan was in on him before you were, as yeah, far as wolf pack is concerned. From the and then, and, about and Rom. Uh, yeah, whatever. And then you wait for Sky to get to number one in the world before you put him in your wolf pack. I'm just saying, if Brooks claimed his fifth major, he's going back in Dave's fucking wolf pack. In my defense with Scotty, he was on my fantasy team. So, you know, like I have an obligation to be behind my boys. So, you know, that's how that goes. And I but, still like so I and I still like Scotty. I would want him to be in my wolf pack. He's just fucking five B. He, he there's just five spots. I've said this. We've talked about <laughs> what that. do you mean the last the last two fucking podcasts? You're calling him the most boring dude ever. Uh, what? <laughs> you're calling him vanilla. He isn't interesting. There's yeah, nothing but I like I never said the most boring dude ever. That's not I the, those words did not come out of my mouth. I know that I like so. vanilla. I'm got nothing wrong with a little vanilla ice cream every once in a while. He is boring, but he he can ball out. 
Brooks David, will never these... be in my wolf pack again, just to make it clear. Ooh. God, he's going to be so pissed when somehow Brooks just pulls some crazy shit out of his ass and wins three pissed? majors. Just, because you will want time. to put him in your wolf pack so badly if he wins three more majors. That's in- so crazy you think that, kid. What do you mean? That's been your track record. People play good golf, you put them in your wolf pack. For, were you playing good when you were in your wolf I pack? just gave you a reason for Scotty. It wasn't the good track record. Obviously, I picked him to be in my fucking team before he had that good season. Like, I was liking Scotty. Like, it, you're you're crazy, man. And I was... You're crazy. You man. were saying I was nuts <laughs> for saying John Rahm was the best player in the world. And you're like, why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep saying that? I was a John Rahm no, 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 no. I, I was contesting that you were calling him the number one player in the world when he because wasn't he the is, number one player. Dude, he's the fucking number one player in the world. <laughs> He well, is he right is now. now. He is right oh, now. Well, dude, but he wasn't when you were saying the that. the number one player in the world since I've been saying it. And That's then he answer. proceeded to lose it the following week. No, so, dude, he's there. He's just fucking in. He's fucking dormant. He's I'll tell dude. you, while we're talking about uh, OWGR stuff, it's very unfortunate that our boy... Um, uh, Taurus is out for the season because I mean he's sitting number eight right now and and obviously that's gonna that's that's gonna change pretty heavily a top ten Glenn, guy being out for the season. You weren't you weren't here for the pod, but we we've made anti wolf packs. We've made hyenas and Zalatoris <laughs> is part of the anti wolf pack, my guy. And he can, he can he can fall the two hundred and fiftieth in the world. I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd have to <laughs> oh. take him out of my anti wolf pack because he wouldn't be relevant, but. Yeah. And Morikawa is in my anti-wolf pack. Same with me. Gosh. What is going on? I missed one thing, and I feel like I'm just getting taken out at the knees right now. (laughs) I do wish we had video because that was the most, like, sincere surprise I've ever seen on your face. You look really (laughs) shocked by this. We do have video. I have video of this. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) What the fuck? All right. Well, all right. Then I'm going to, we're just going to move on from that conversation. I feel like uh, a topic that we should bring up, though, is the boy Sam Bennett. Do you have something to say? I feel like um, very, very, very impressive performance from an amateur, uh, especially. Outstanding performance. Outstanding performance. I know he played well in the good weather. I get that. But he's the only He played okay in the bad weather. And he's the only amateur to make the cut. Four strokes. And he fucking five strokes. He fucking got a top twenty at the Masters and it was hard conditions. And he was the only amateur to make the cut. That's badass. And especially going into it, everyone was pounding on Gordon Sargent. And... He got la- he got last in the amateurs, and I look yeah. I, I bought into the same cool. And firstly, like he he will win. He'll do the Cameron Champ thing at least for right now. Like he's just gonna use his length to just win a bunch of pro- smaller kind of second tour events. Yeah, you know these days. But yeah, he he's got to work on the rest of his game for sure. And it does like like golf is more than just hitting your super long. And he's got that in spades. But he's you know tough week too. Who knows? I haven't watched enough Gordon Sarge to know if this but, is indicative yeah. of more things. But Bennett. Bennett played outstanding, but the pace of play is a bit of an issue. He is young, so I'll give him the, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Especially, I don't. This is his second major, first time at a, a at Augusta, so 
and it was tough conditions for a lot of it. So, you know, he played phenomenally. We're just lucky that him and Cantley were in the same group on Sunday, or else we wouldn't have. We'd still be watching still be Masters. Watching. Hey, gosh, damn. I feel bad for Hovland. Yeah, it's brutal. I love the kid. He's not in the Wolfpack, but I love the kid. And uh, yeah, it sucks to get iced all over. That's why they call him Patty Ice. I think is because he just ices his playing it's partners. Ice. That's so good. I, I cannot believe I've never put that together. But that has got to be what it is. He plays at a glacial pace. Yeah. Exactly. So the one thing I want to touch on with Bennett, because it kind of blew my mind. Did y'all see in, I guess it was his Friday afternoon presser, that he said this place is easier. Ridgewood is way harder. Like, it's not that hard of a course. I was like, man, somebody's got to get not- this kid's ear. <laughs> But like you I just think, don't say. I think, it speaks, I think it speaks to the conditions they were playing in, and that can go back. Dude. Brooks playing well, I, I, you know. I think that's kind of like touching on the Bryson. It's a par sixty-seven type of vibe, right? You know, like except I think, for he can actually play Augusta well. <laughs> Bryson, Bryson, Bryson played at Augusta well when he was an amateur too. Yeah, that's Not actually well. true. Didn't no? Didn't he? Uh... He did not break par at Augusta for 72 holes. He was low amateur, though. He was low am. I forget what he ended up. Yeah, but I mean, low, like, who knows what the conditions were? I can't remember, like, how hard it was. Not this hard. (laughs) I just thought it was a weird move by Bennett. Like, when everybody, I guess, to. People need to get off their Augusta high horse as if it's like the craziest, hardest golf course in the world. Like, chill out. It's like it does stand up. Like the like they are low, like minus 16, 17. I don't know what the lowest is, but for the most part, like yeah, thirteen hundred through two rounds. Yeah, but it ended up standing up. Like the lowest final score in November. The final score stood up. I don't know if the course stood up. It was the weather that tanked a lot of people. Yeah, but that's to any tournament. There's weather involved. But if the I first think, two I days think, stayed how what, they were, the rest of the two days, like the, the winning score could have been. Is that if you look at the Masters leaders board, like there's, okay, there's sure there's a few, maybe a handful of people that are double digit under par, but then you go down the leaderboard and it stands up after that. Like it, it, it does a good job. Like, uh, I don't know if you're, if there's going to be a course that you go to every year, I think Augusta is a great one. And I think they have the means to make sure that it still is a major championship course. And I'm happy that it's here every year. I won't look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it, it can't, the Masters shouldn't be at Augusta. What I'm saying is that people can't pretend like it's the hardest golf course ever. And he, he says one course is hard and it don't take it as a fucking gunshot to your dog. Like, look, no, that's not what I was the, saying. That's not, that's not the like, stance that's, I was how, uh, that's how, well, that's how everybody else reacted to it. Acting like it was just like, Oh my gosh, how could you say that when you're at Augusta? Like, I, I mean, honestly, I think that his demeanor, like his pretty nonchalant demeanor, probably maybe made it more offensive to whoever wanted to take offense to it. But at the same time, fucking get over it. All he said was, look, I've played a harder course than this. So the fact that I'm able to shoot a low score, like he's confident in his game. It doesn't surprise him. Like that is what it is. He can say whatever the fuck he wants when he's an amateur and he goes 68-68 in the first two days at Augusta. Bryson didn't do that. He can say what he wants. And at the end of the day, he didn't also didn't call it a par 67. He said it's not as hard as X 
course. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as everyone's making it out to be. My immediate thought was just like, Hey buddy, like, why don't we finish all four rounds? Like that, that feels like an incoming 76 to me. Like let's get through this before we start saying a 76 in a scoring average round where there was a lot of people. I mean, speech shot 76 on Saturday too, or sure. beginning of Sunday. So like, Look, it was it was hard conditions. He was playing at the tail end of the groups. Like they they got called off because they were putting through fucking lakes on the greens. So look, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Sam Ben's game or his pace of play. People can say what the fuck they want about Augusta if they're shooting that well. And who cares if they don't invite him back? Like, whatever, kid, you don't need it. Yeah. Also, hard okay. doesn't mean good. Just be like, just because you had a really like hard scoring average doesn't mean your golf course is good. Like the old course right. is sick and they obliterated it. My baby yeah. boy. <laughs> That's fair. That is a it. That is a, a good distinction to make. That it can be an incredible course and not be hard. And I don't know that anybody specifically says like Augusta is this insane challenge i think the guys say it's a treat to be there and it's an amazing course with incredible history yeah which is but let's but let's, be, let's, also, let's be honest too though historically like, challenging holes on it as well let, let, let's be honest though too is that like augusta is great because they've had the same course being played since like the 1930s and they have the most money in the goddamn world so they can make it look like a fucking fake museum of nature. Like, none of those flowers are indigenous to that area. Half the trees are fake. Like, it's basically the Las Vegas of golf courses. Okay, like, you don't know what's for, real or not real. Real, real quick, just for More a like little Dubai. context, yeah. for Bryson's low-am showing. Plus it was, five. It was uh, 72 even par, 72 even par. 77 and a 72 so five over for the tournament never shot under par on the course yeah, yeah. i was just giving context and <laughs> yeah i i looked it up after he yeah he ended he ended plus five which was the low amateur for that for that you know, session, people were praising whatever. him for making the cut, which is fuck Bryson. Still an accomplishment, right. which is still an accomplishment, but just don't compare it to Sam Bennett's performance because they're for not sure. the same. No, and I'm not saying close. Dave, I'm not attacking you. I'm yeah. just saying anyone who brings up that sort of situation, like it's they're not even in the same fucking echelon. Yeah. I was Sam just comparing the person the little bit of personality similarities to out being outspoken about Augusta and they're both low AMs and stuff like that. Yeah. Hopefully, I think it'll be. Hopefully, he shows up like the other low am did, Victor, and come in and contend for a little while. You know, he's done yeah. it once; he might do it again. But he needs to fix his pace of play. That's first and foremost, or else he's. You know what? I, I need. I might already have to switch up my fucking anti wolf pack and find a way to put fucking Patrick Cantley in there because that was brutal. That he's was fucking mine. brutal. He's, he's in, in mine. mine. <laughs> I don't. I don't have one yet, but I can go ahead and say he's the honorary first member. There you go. <laughs> the stipulations to the anti-wolf pack is it has to be someone that's relevant. So someone that's pretty good, you know, you know, definitely a top 50 player in the world. That's essentially it. Yeah. And on PGA for... tour can't be live people. I've already kind of forgotten who is in mine, which is I, good I because I, I have a good job of compartmentalizing who I don't like. I don't want to think about them. I don't want to occupy my mind. I'm not watching golf, but 
I know, I know it's I know Cam Young is in there. Fuck Cam Young. Oh, that's right. Uh, Zalatoris not in that thing. Colin Morikawa, not, mine, not a fan. Mine was Tiger Morikawa and Cantlay. I think mine was Cantlay Morikawa and Ricky. Right? It was. Whoa, you have Ricky in there? Yeah. yeah. Man, what that the was the whole fuck is going on? Listen, I went deep into this. It makes zero sense. Oh, I I remember the conversation now. I just thought yeah. you were saying like he could be in someone's anti-wolf. Like, I didn't know you actually put him in yours. No, oh, he yeah. put him no, in I there. It was <laughs> disrespect. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That was that's the whole point. Kid, do you, if you don't have anything to say, uh, but you might, uh, can we talk about Spieth for a second? Uh, T4. I can, minus, I can always minus, talk about Spieth, dude. Don't, what are yeah. you questioning me for? Minus, <laughs> what? Well, I can always right. talk about Spieth. I, if you if didn't bring I was this, just, this up, I was just throwing to. it out there. I figured you would. I was just throwing it out there. As I said, I would if you don't want to. But uh, yeah, minus six on Sunday. What do you have to say about Spieth showing this year? <sighs> dude, he just... Why can't he play the seven, 70 second hole well? Like he just he just can't do it, can he? Like he was never gonna get into a playoff with Rom. There was no fucking chance that he was gonna get into a playoff with Rom. But he did his Sunday charge. That he tends to do once again another top five. He has the most top fives in like a consecutive of events. There he's played there ten times now. He has six top fives. Are you fucking serious? Like the kid is he is Augusta personified, and I I'm gonna continue to love watching him play there. He plays it completely differently than everybody else, and yet somehow finds a way to get around. Um, he just just couldn't make any putts, man. Just just couldn't make any any putts when he needed to. Missed some shorties, had some decision errors, but that's okay. Spieth has great shots from terrible decisions that I love watching. So you gotta take the good with the bad. Um, besides that, yeah, I mean, Spieth is gonna win in Augusta again. I got no doubt there. His game has the legs. Uh, he can play there till he's fucking 75 years old and you'll still find a way to shoot under par. So, well, he had the, he had the second best round on, on, uh, round four. I mean, the only person that had a better round than him and it was only by one stroke was fucking Phil. Yeah. And he should have fucking goddamn tied Phil's round, but he fucking hooked it fucking left on 18. Yeah. As soon as that tee shot went and I saw this, I was like, no, my gosh. Like, yeah, yeah. That all he needed to do was put it in the fairway. And that was, that was an easy, easy par for him. But nope, like kid said, he just fucking, he has some type of curse on, on 18, 18 on, on his, on his 72nd Sunday. hole. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Speed is very close. I like you can, he's so close to back. And I think that last little step is that his putter gets mega hot. We're going to see him go on a tear. Um, he'd see, I have fun. a take. It's I was talking there. to Brandon about it, uh, that he needs to put the grip that he took off of his putter. He's always had because a couple like, Whenever he started putting bad, I feel like he put a new grip on that putter and he started putting bad. He needs to put that old grip back on and just get her going again. I'm sure it's in the <laughs> trash and gone, but yeah, we were just so not the not today. the old style grip, like the specific grip. The specific grip, yes. Because <laughs> he put That's the exact same he put the exact same grip on, just a new one, and it's just like, uh, man, you, you lost that fucking that vibe, that feng shui, that fucking just the essence of it. Like, All the good I energy. I don't think I don't mojo. think I'm ever gonna change my grip on my Spider Boy. You know, like 
<laughs> He's just going to go for the torches. Yes, I love it. Because that's a saying. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a take, man. I, I don't know what to do with it. Did you have nothing what? more, Dave? You brought the speed. Did we cover oh, everything? About, about Spieth? No, I, I, I mean, I think I think you said, you know, a lot of what I would have said, you know, verbatim for the most part. Um, yeah, he's just made for this course. Like, it's only a matter of time until he gets another one. He can come here with the worst Spieth game possible and still fucking work his way around this place. He can hit it off the planet on this course and still be able to fucking get up by the green. That's why fucking Phil plays well here. That's why Tiger played well here. That's why a lot of people play well here. Bubba, like yeah. you, you, you can, you can be squirrely with the driver and still make it work. And that's kind of the epitome of Spieth. If you give him a chance, he's gonna fucking artist his way out of it. And that's just what makes watching Spieth at Augusta so fun. Like he's never out of it. Like. Yeah. You can have a horrible fucking, you know, round, but it's just like, yeah, but Sunday is tomorrow. Like Sunday's tomorrow and speed could shoot the course record. So, you know, like I'm not counting him out. Yeah. I mean, he really just got fucked by his third round. Like a lot of people did. Like he just, he just took himself out of it there. If he had shot just even on that day, the same as like Siwoo Kim, like he would have been right there with Rom. So it's easy to say that, but Speed finds a way to trudge through some of the worst conditions at Augusta, and yet he just didn't. He couldn't seem to do that on on Saturday, but freed him up enough to go after on Sunday. Um, we talked about it a lot on the the pre pod for this, but you know we had takes and thoughts on thirteen. After seeing it play out for four days, you know what's y'all's takeaway on the changes to thirteen? I liked I, it. Uh, I liked it too. Um. I think it definitely could on the days it played longer, obviously when the weather was bad. Um, I think they could have definitely had a different option for a tee box and they just didn't have that. Um, but aside from that, I think I, I really liked how it played. It's obviously awesome seeing guys take longer clubs into the second shot and being able to actually like, is it worth going for it? Is it not worth going for it? Um, but yeah, that's my take. I li- I liked it for uh, as a as a whole. I liked it. Well, it, it forced the players to have a different strategy coming into that hole. Like, you know, even even somebody like Spieth or Tiger or some of these guys that have spent a lot of time at Augusta and and know the course well and play there well, like it it made them have to change their approach and just that in general is just makes for better golf i mean it you know it kind of changed things up it made it a little bit more interesting obviously adding 30 plus yards to to a hole i mean your your incoming club selection is going to be a lot different trying to get to the green you know so um overall i was a fan i'd say i'd say keep it yeah uh yeah i i think you could play augusta or you could have the Masters the next 10 years in a row and you're not going to have any weather where it's 42 degrees and it's raining and you're hitting and pros are hitting their drivers 240 yards on the fly with a Pro V1. Like that's not that's not going to happen anytime soon. So that's obviously 
an anomaly. And then when it wasn't that way, it, I think it challenged it in the right way that you guys were talking about it. And it just continues to go to show that you can't trust a word out of fucking pro golfer's mouth because what they want more than anything else is no change. Don't change things. We don't want to be challenged in a new way. I know how to play that hole right now. Don't make it difficult for me in a way I can't expect because you have guys like DJ who's bitching about like, oh, I'll just lay it up every single day. Or you'll have Patrick Cantlin. It's like, oh, it's taken a lot of thought out of the hole. And I just, it's a layup. And yet you saw more people go for it than not go for it. And you had someone like DJ almost go for it three times out of four into that green. So like you actually have people challenging on long irons. You have people, some people lay up and they, some people reward for it, but you had plenty of people going for that green with long irons, which was what you wanted to see. I'll push back just a tiny bit with the like anomaly thing. I think it's perfectly fine to have another tee box set up in case weather happens. Like Augusta literally does it for aesthetic reasons. Like they could have how, an, a, how is that pushback? <laughs> it's not, it's not, I'm just saying a, like a little bit, I don't know. Okay. Whatever. I didn't say they can't put another tee box. I'm just saying for like the fact that they didn't have another tee box and it had the one time where it rarely had crazy conditions. I've never, I've watched Augusta a bunch. I've never watched guys carry it 240 off the tee in no, 42 degree high winds. Listen, like I'm just saying, I, like, I don't disagree with that. All I'm saying is like, I don't think it's a bad thing to have another tee box up in case conditions change or something like that. And they do it for like sheer aesthetic reasons. And it's like, no one's looking at the camera shot and being like, oh, is that another tee box with shorter grass in front of that? That looks like shit. Like it, it's it is just, a weird thing to be. Yeah. Like, like so. it's way better to be able to like work with the conditions that are dealt with you than like, hey, we don't want two tee boxes. It just seems fucking crazy to me. Like I get Augusta as Augusta, but that just seems like I don't know. It could yeah. They could have personally I I I never knew Augusta said that we weren't going to put a, we're not going to put a tee box there in case this happens. I, I, I was just, I, I never even tried to make the, the, the defense that, that no, they should have to was, play. The that's not what I'm saying. You were just kind of saying like, the, it, I was just, I, I felt like when you said the anomaly thing, like it, to me, it felt like they can just keep it how it is. It won't be a big deal. Like the single tee boxes. And obviously you didn't, that's not the, point you were making or whatever but that's just like what stuck out to me um but yeah i i get where you're i i can see how this is happening did augusta um, say they won't put another t-box in yes, case they, they need to literally yes. had a t-box in front of that for anwa like it was in like there was a, a literal t-box up from that that they could have had and they ripped it out and put fucking longer grass in for aesthetic reasons but did they take it out because they knew the weather was going to be bad enough where they wouldn't be hitting it long enough and they chose not to? Or did they do it not thinking it was going to get that bad where they weren't going to be able to get it far enough? I think the second one, they didn't know that, like, I just think that they didn't. Even so it wasn't a conscious decision. Like, it wasn't a conscious decision that they knew 13 was going to play almost unreachable to the corner with that, that, those, that but, weather. And they chose not to put the T box there just to spite. The players. But it was it was a conscious decision to not have the T box, like you right. Could, but they you never thought it was going to box to have the option in case weather happens. Like you could do that on every hole. Like no one's like, hey, that fucking T box in front of that T box looks like shit. 
Like it's just a weird fucking thing they do because. But you would never have advocated for them to do that on any other hole besides thirteen. Like it wouldn't have ever been necessary. It was never a problem with the other weather conditions. And I don't know if anyone was ever thinking like, yeah, these guys are only going to carry it two forty on the fly with these with this weather coming up. Like I just I don't know if they were expecting it. Like is the main thing. I think if they knew how it was going to play that day, they probably would have kept the tee box. If I had to guess, because that's like what would have been the most interesting golf because it would have been essentially the same thing as what we saw the other three days so i I, I, and that's perfectly fair and i i guess my whole point to everything that i've just said is that that like hey just throw another t-box in front of every t-box just in case Mm -hmm. like i don't think that's crazy especially for augusta national when they have it the week before Mm -hmm. you know yeah, it, it's not crazy. It's just a little bit like kind of we're going to over prepare for weather situation that's going to happen once every it, 25 no, it's, years. It, no, it's almost crazy that they get rid of all the tee boxes in front of it when they have it the week before. That's the, what's crazy. They could do nothing and keep them there. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I, <laughs> it it t- To me, with how it played with the the, the only thing I think was a problem was 13. I, I think if you just did it for that hole if you knew there was bad weather in the forecast i think it'd been fine because to be honest with you apart from it just like fucking the the draw for people like it was fun watching them struggle on a lot of these holes and having to hit longer clubs into them it was just 13 that you couldn't get even to have the option to play a long shot in the green with how it how it was with the weather that made it a bit tougher and there were some guys that did muscle it to the actual corner they just didn't go for it because it it wasn't long enough for them to reach the green on the second shot because of the weather but yeah, I, I think I don't think it was a conscious decision decision from Augusta like to expect the pole to play that way with the weather. And it, they, I bet you, if they had more flexibility with the draw, they would have put them out later to avoid the bad weather and not have to deal with it. But because they got hit twice with weather delays, they had to force them out in bad conditions for that one stretch. So they kind of got fucked. I mean, props to Augusta to make the tournament run as well as they did, given all the circumstances. Like. They do an amazing job with logistics and production, all that sort of stuff. Like huge kudos to them to make it happen. Um, but I will I think push all back all, on not having the fucking leaders out on the third round. You couldn't watch them on an actual broadcast. You had to watch it on the Masters app. That was absolutely the fourth, the, the the fourth, the fourth round. The third round they played it on CBS to finish out the third round beforehand, and then when they skipped to the sec, the next rounds on Sunday, the fourth round, the first six holes, the first five it holes, wasn't you on Sunday because I was working all Sunday. It wasn't on Sunday. It was, was Saturday. Home, yeah, it was Saturday. No, what happened is that on Sunday they were completing their third rounds, and they couldn't put them. They didn't put them on the television because they start out late. So I I watched Saturday. I. I I know for a fact I was at home fucking texting and tweeting because I was furious about it. I was at home on my fucking couch, and all Sunday that wasn't the case. I was at work. That's just not. It was the case. Saturday. It was the first when they were because they called it at like eight holes on Saturday. Yes. Um. Yeah. It it was their first one through four that you couldn't see them on Saturday morning. Uh, and then you could see them on the on the featured holes for the four through yeah, seven or four, four through eight yeah. or whatever it was. Four through six, but they were yeah. never ever on the actual broadcast. And it's asinine to think that you don't have the fucking two leaders not on the broadcast. It's fucking crazy. I mean, there was a whole there was a whole like Twitter storm on it and everything. I mean, there I saw actually I was just like kind of scrolling through some 
different stuff today and saw an entire article on it, like that everybody was pretty upset with the broadcast. And like, there was multiple people who actually kind of have a following and, and <clears throat> are big in the sport that um, at least from a media perspective that were like, whoever is, is running this should be fired. I mean, essentially it's, absolutely absurd do, that we're not watching the leaders right now do we think there was something that prevented them from being able to do it in the sense that like i think logistically they probably knew they had to because at the same time cbs was recording live take by take coverage for them to then play into the weather delay and s some people have the theory that they intentionally didn't show the leaders so what they would show during the weather delay on network TV when they need to fill the airtime for advertising would have been unseen like unseen footage of the leaders that you couldn't have seen besides on the app play by play. So there yeah. might have been like a, a contractual obligation to give them net new content for the window of coverage on CBS. That's what people are speculating. I would say that's, that's a I massive I, I would say that's a massive flaw in making contracts. If you need to be playing and showing what's going on especially when it's the leaders think about if this is a basketball game, a football game, and you're not showing what the most important thing that's going on in that sport, in that tournament at that given time, you're just not showing I, I, it. No, I, I understand the frustration with that, but CBS didn't have the coverage during that time slot. And so basically what happened is that like they paid for the rights to have the, the ability to cover that part and so they tape delayed it for that particular point. And then I don't, I think Augusta's hands might've been tied. Like they're not allowed to well, like, per the contract true, though, because they have a certain time they come on at two or noon or whatever it is. And that was happening three o'clock Eastern. Yeah. That was happening yeah. before that. So they have rights. What's happening before that. Just so knowing that they weren't going to be able to No, I think yeah, knowing it's like weird in between gray area stuff. So if the masters wanted, how do you know it's weird in between gray area? If you don't know that well, what the contract just, it's, says, it's the same thing you're doing though. Like what I can mean? argue that you're, you don't know the contract either. So you're I know, but from I, one perspective that they are doing this because they know they're not going to have anything to fill their time slot later. But at the same time, Augusta can be like, well, we need to show the leaders. You can't, cut into our time and take our content from what's going on right now and put yeah, it the, later your fr your frustration is clear like that that that's all understood everyone has very clearly laid out why they were pissed off about that i am trying to paint a scenario and what i've heard from speculation as to why it transpired in the bizarre way that it did I don't need you to paint a gray area as to why it was bad. That was very clear. I'm trying to paint a picture that would make any sort of sense as to why it played out the way that it did. I get that. Well, what I'm saying is Augusta dropped the ball and they bent over if that's the case, because that's a gray area that unlikely is covered in the contracts and they should have just fucking showed the goddamn leaders and been like, suck a nut. The weather's bad. You don't get your fucking coverage. You get to show whatever was played earlier just like they do for the fucking most part they got an hour of unseen footage and then they show shit that's been shown already for the rest of it like fucking just, suck a nut i just don't understand how there's any possible way that there's any jargon in any contract that somehow says the leaders are not going to be followed at any point in time. I mean, it just uh, like, I, it doesn't seem like it makes any sense for anybody. Like it, I just don't, 
I, I don't care what the what the jargon of the contract says. There's it not a point no in sense. time it that zero yeah, there's sense. not a, exactly there's not a point in time that you could word it in any way, shape, or form that it would, would actually make any sense to not follow the leaders. So I don't know who fucked up what or how it was fucked up, but either way, it was fucked up. Yeah, so I'm not going to go in on this Masters and say the Masters did a spectacular job on coverage. Yeah, their app is spectacular. I will give them that. It's awesome to watch shot by shot. But when you have to watch the leader shot by shot, you lose the context of seeing them back to back shooting their shots. You're having to go to, go to different players and stuff. Like, yes, it's awesome that I have that option to see what's going on. But you want the flow of the broadcast, especially for the leaders. It's fucking... It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. No, nobody so, uh, wants the the scenario that happened to happen. I'm just like I don't think Augusta is are idiots. Like I I don't I truly don't think they th- were. I in think this they situation. Let can, let me finish my thought. Like <laughs> there's no one at Augusta that was like, oh, we forgot to show the leaders. Fuck, that's ah, oh, who fucked that up? I, Damn, Dick I, Barry. I, 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 we were supposed so, to cover that. So, once again, I don't work in TV. I don't know how these contracts work. What if there is some sort of benchmark that Augusta has to hit for ratings generation for CBS that basically says, like, if you don't reach the, if you can't give us a product, give us a tournament that reaches these ratings, we don't have to pay you for the right to your tournament to then showcase it on our network. And, and if they really can't, hold, the hold, 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 okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I really think that hour of fucking Brooks and fucking Rom would make up that deficit if it's their only shot at possibly getting paid for the tournament on that day to generate the ratings for to to go for the coverage like i just guys do we think augusta is this stupid truly do we think augusta is this stupid with how much they get right i think they would choose not so much goddamn money that they should just show the fucking leaders in the hour of fucking coverage they sacrifice more than enough no (laughs) there's no fucking excuse in my opinion there's zero excuse I want to hear what Ryan has to say. (laughs) We need to definitely remember golf coverage is always fucking stupid. The fact that I have to download ESPN Plus and it's not normally like this for the Masters. It's Dave. How about you stop interrupting people for like (laughs) three minutes? Go ahead, Ryan. It's just really it's stupid. Golf coverage is always a fuck show. It's it's always a mess. And like you said, I don't think that anybody actively thought. Let's just not show the leaders. That's not what we want to do. I, I, there had to be some kind of loophole. I don't think it was a smart one. Like, look, I'm right there with you. I was pissed off too, going, "What the fuck? Why can I not see Rom?" But I don't think that it was an active choice that somebody made. I think it was something that had to be done. And I think probably somebody at CBS thought they were a fucking genius. Like, guys, we know we're gonna have rain all afternoon. We're gonna have unseen footage of the leaders, and people are gonna tune in and watch this. Like. That could have been somebody's brilliant idea at CBS to save the day and not Augusta's getting fucked. So that's my two cents. If they're so goddamn smart at Augusta, why did they let that happen? That's what I have to say. Because I really don't don't think the fucking, I really don't think the difference of an hour of fucking broadcast for the CBS replay shit is going to make a difference. People that are watching, no one that gives a fuck about golf is watching that goddamn replay of fucking round two you've already seen it we're, we're we're playing it for two and a half hours like no 
But isn't that Augusta though? Augusta is a, a golf tournament for people that don't watch golf. It's the only one they pay attention to and they tune into. I think you could get millions of people watching that broadcast and not even know that that happened four hours ago. But that's my fucking point. Like that hour isn't going to make a difference. Fucking show the hour and then show it a fucking again. That's what they do for everything else. Like show it and then show it again, just like you do for the entire rest of it. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. I think we all agree that it, is, it was fucking wild. It doesn't it? seem like it. Kids really going to bat for like this other fucking scenario that like, oh, the fucking contracts and shit like that. No, it, none of it makes sense. It's stupid on both ends. It's dumb on both ends. They could have both been good with the scenario just laid out where you show it fucking twice like you do everything else. I think what kid is doing is just trying to lay out how it was possible that this happened. That yeah, but it doesn't make sense. A... You're right. Thank you. I think we should you. move on. I think we should yeah. move on. You know what's uh since we're already riled up, we haven't done it yet. I think we need to. We got to talk about Rory. Mm. Mm. I I knew this was coming. Uh, we can go into Rory for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anybody? Anybody want to start? Kid? Other than what the hell yeah it's brutal i don't know what else to really say like i it's the mo- it's it's the most disappointing thing to see i nobody want nobody there wants to win that tournament more than he does i i don't i don't think you could probably make a, an argument for it nobody understands the weight of it more no one's had more pressure on them to do it yeah it's it's brutal it it it's it, it was the fact that he 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 didn't even he didn't play the weekend he didn't even get a bad draw he never played in the bad weather and he WD'd from Heritage this week like he is is that because he's mind fucked I mean like is that why did he miss the cut our... is are you asking like why did no, he no, miss no, the no, cut no 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 why he pulled out of Heritage is that because he's mind fucked right now like is that the consensus or or he is wants there... nothing to do with golf media the public right now he all truly all he cares about is majors and the difficult position that he's put in he has to be the poster boy for the tour carry the water for the tour go out and go to bat for the tour you know, Trojan horse, this new system for the PGA tour with designated events. He's got a battle against live. He just doesn't have the energy or the, the care to deal with that right now. And he, 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 he clearly only cares about four events a year and he has to play two sides of this to be the right poster boy for the PGA tour. And then the result is he, he has to compromise on that because all he cares about these wow. majors and you're seeing it like he's not playing heritage and- because he's mind fucked. He's, he's, pl- he's not playing heritage because he only cares truly about four events and he needs him. He's trying to make that a priority. Well, and that and the and of those four events, this past one is the one that keeps eluding him. So, I mean, I think that this was. What does it mean, though? Probably if you're the, the poster child for the the PGA Tour, and you're in these meetings, and you're gunning for it. You know, making all these, you know, speeches and stuff like that to you know keep guys around, and then you are not showing up to a designated event when everybody's supposed to be showing up to it. What does that mean when the, the leader... second one? Is... Yeah. He didn't show up to century and now it's yeah, not he's already, up to... he's, he's already broken the, he's broken the regulation rules for it. And he's going to exactly. be penalized so for not what, getting his full what tip. Kind money. Of, what, what happens when the leader of the pack, the alpha male, the guy that is at the tip of the spear 
for your 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 league, your your crew, your your team? Um, what is what does that mean? Like, is it is it too much of a bear? Is it too much of a weight on his shoulders? Is he not the guy for that position? Like, what's what are y'all at the weight of the tour isn't too much for him. I think it just shows the truth of it is that he doesn't care about money. And the other side of it too, is that these events aren't as important as people make them out to be. And also they chose Harbor town as a designated event for this thing. Like it it had no legacy. It had no real weight to it beforehand. Like it's just, okay. It was, it was a struck when you're, when when you're arguing that this is the new format, we want to have all the best guys in the, on the tour show up to these events. We it's important to combat this alternate league to have the best guys show up. And this is something he's been gunning for and outspoken about. And then he has not shown up to two of them. What does that say? Like it, 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 it definitely isn't nothing like that. That's definitely something, right? Yeah. I, I told you what it means. It's that he doesn't actually think they're that important. And he's he's working against the agenda of the tour in a way that he shouldn't be doing as the poster boy of it. And he's putting himself in this situation. I'm not advocating for his decision. I think he's made the wrong one. I just empath I empathize with the position he's in. He doesn't want to fucking deal with this shit right now. And he's chosen to WD and take the penalty for it, of which he will happily do. But the, and I get it. Like it's frustrating. Doesn't show up to the events. And I I am right there with people that like you're trying to keep this tour alive. Do everything you can to make it worthwhile. And he's not showing up for the very thing that he's pushed to be the structure for. And he also has said on record during the full swing thing that people people are too soft and they need to do mandatory events to help the tour survive. And then on the other side of his mouth, he shows up. He's not going to Heritage. Like, I understand the, the hypocrisy in what he's doing right now. And I acknowledge it. Like, that's easy fraught situations. I also think Rory has thought about that, understands him WDing for the second time from designated event, and yet still does it. He's not someone who doesn't think these things through. So it's the wrong decision. It's tough to see him do it. And yet that should inform what kind of headspace he's in right now because of that. I just don't, I don't, I don't like to see it more than anything. I mean, it's like, Hey, if you're going to, if you are going to be this guy, if you are going to be the one to speak up, if you are going to fucking carry the tour on your back, if you are going to be the fucking poster child, then be the fucking poster child. You don't get to pick and choose. You don't get to have your fucking mental breakdowns. You have to get through the game just like everybody else does. Whatever it is, that's not like okay. You don't you don't give a shit about these. Then then don't make the cut or whatever. Who gives a shit? But fucking show up. Like if you only care about majors, then play in majors. But show up to the other stuff that you're advocating for. Or show up to the, the stuff that you're saying. Get over it and fucking be there for. Like, if you're going to be that person, be the fucking person. And I think that's my only issue with it is that right now, like, as much as he's been that guy, he's not it at the same time, which, like you said, shows a lot of hypocrisy. And I think that's my biggest problem with it. Yeah, I think everyone on this call agrees with you on that. Like, I, I, unless Ryan's about to disagree and I'll give you the floor. No, uh, I was just going to say, I'd like to hear from him his actual explanation, whether, like, does he have something lingering that he felt like he needed to withdraw or is it purely just a mental state? Um, who fucking knows that there could be a family, something like things do happen. So I don't want to just like immediately assume like, Oh yeah, he just went full mental breakdown and he's locked in a dark room somewhere. Uh, that's so. fair. That's fair. But it just, 
definitely the timing is like, the timing. Yeah, he he. Yeah. Def, it definitely seems like he missed the cut at his chance of getting a career grand slam and is just being kind of a baby back bitch and doesn't want to fucking show up to next week. That's what it feels yeah. like. Um, a hundred percent agree. It, there could be something else, which if that's and if the there case, is, then... yeah, exactly. If there is an underlying, then you know what? Sorry, Rory. Don't want to jump the gun and say too much shit about you. But at the same time, if there's not, then fuck off. Like it's just kind of, you know, it's a bad look. It, there's no question. It looks like he's it, running and hiding and every, everything, for. everything that we've said is true. Is that like, it's hypocritical. It's the wrong decision. You are carrying the water for the tour. You did an amazing job last season. You've advocated for the system like that. It's all been stressed. And no one should WD more than Rory. That being said, a lot of people have now WD'd from this event. And granted, there are people that have gone through the grueling four days at Augusta. They played through the bad weather, but we've had four people withdraw from the, the heritage besides Rory. So it, it, it and, and I also will say it happened likely after Rory giving them a reason to also right. do it. And so he's like the leader for a role model. It's like the a snowball effect, right? Rory does it, and it's like, oh, okay, it's fine for me to do it too. That's you know, yeah. But you can't if you're gonna be that guy and you're gonna, you know, be the tip of the spear and be the guy that everyone's following and setting an an example of what you've been preaching, and then you do that, then you know, yeah, there's gonna be other guys that withdraw. You know, I I don't disagree. Like he's he's taken that position voluntarily i mean maybe not entirely voluntarily but he has risen to that occasion he's shown it for you know 24 months and but at the same time people are also responsible for their actions too and like just because you can't be like well rory wd so i'm gonna wd too like at the end of the day someone should also step up and be like no we're gonna stick it out and we're gonna do this thing and you know it's it's also t- like look look this all sucks, but at the same time, like like I said, it's heritage, which is brutal. And why would you choose the week after the Masters to make it a designated event? It seems crazy, but that's besides it's the point. It doesn't at, change it's happening for the seven. travelers too. Like, there's another designated event after a major as well. Like, it, it, they, that you know, we can go into that if we wanted to, but yeah, it, it they didn't plan it out well. I'll just say yeah, that. that'll get that'll get changed. I would imagine you'll see going forward that they won't put designated events the week after a major. It's it's tough though because like you only have so much schedule, you only have so right. many sponsors that are willing to put up huge amounts of money, and then like the main part part of golf season that isn't competing against bigger sports is like this major season stretch, which is tough. So it's uh it's not an easy situation for the tour to be in and you really need your players to back you up, which once again, makes Rory's decision tough. That being said, we found a very quick way to get about Rory's character versus just how Augusta went. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely don't think it's really a factor of Rory's game. I think he's shown over the last year and a half year that his game is fine. Definitely good enough to make the fucking cut at Augusta. I think it's more of a mental game for him. This is like, you know, the career grand slam. It's every single year, every year that, it, you know, every year after and after and after, like it is that much more pressure. And I think that's, that's the biggest factor in it over anything else. Um, 
I don't really think it's, you know, anything to do with his game. I think it's all up in his head in between the years. And that and that's my opinion. I don't yeah, no it one's gonna disagree with you there. Yeah, I think everyone knows it's a it's a it's a mental thing. And you know, I think it doesn't help that it's the first major of the year. He has so much time just building this up. That's all he can think about. It's, it has so much more weight. Like this is a common take from other people, but like if 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 the Masters was a second major of the year or the third major of the year, like I think he would have had a much better chance of of winning it. And I bet you if Rory made the cut this year, he would have top five because there would be no pressure from to actually chase for the win and he can play well at Augusta. It's just all of a sudden that pressure to do it had happened even earlier because he knows he struggles on Thursdays and then, he, could, and then he struggled on Thursdays. Like, well, now I have to go after and get at, get it. And then he just completely you lacked place, the, the, the you killer. Place any major in to that first slot, though. Like the career grand, grand slam is the career grand, grand slam. So I feel like that's, you can look at it with Spieth or whoever. Like I think that pressure of the career Grand Slam, uh, it doesn't matter what major it is, right? If it's the first, I one, just don't. I just like, don't think it helps. That it's the first one. It makes it. Yeah, there's. A, I agree. I wouldn't say he would have gotten it by now, but I'm just saying. Like, I do think it's easier for Spieth that he doesn't have to spend six months of the off season knowing that like the only thing that matters coming up is the first major of the season, and it's always thinking about. Rory would have to prep early. Spieth has to think about Augusta before he thinks about the PGA. It will occupy right. his mind more than the PGA will. Hundred percent. Definitely. I, I think that's a fair point. It definitely is tough that the one he needs is the first major. Spieth definitely has an advantage in that regard. Uh, but yeah, my my point was like you could slot in any major. Like it 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 would be tough for any major to be the first one. It's not because it's Augusta. I think it's more so that the like the point you made that you have to wait so long and then it's the first one and yeah. I was just trying to add that point, I guess. Yeah, look, I, I mean, Spieth, Rory, Phil, they all haven't done it. Clearly, the biggest part of this is that you have to overcome that mental hurdle. And it clearly is bigger than anyone since Tiger to do it. So the... the you know, it'll be an amazing accomplishment. I do think one of them is going to do it. It's hard to say. I, I've been very confident that um, Rory was going to do it, and it does seem like it's getting harder and harder for him. I don't know if I share Tiger's confidence that it's for sure going to happen. I am confident that Rory will win another major without question. I think the fact that Augusta is now in the rear view, like he can get freed up and play other majors and, and do well, I think he could obliterate O'Kill from the looks of the course and i think he's a great fit for it he doesn't hasn't played historically that well at at california events really but we'll see what la country club looks like um but and i like him at the open he you know he plays well at the open all the time so i'm confident he'll win another one augusta just continues to be that that big white whale for him though That's hey i'm just worry. just real quick since you since you mentioned Oak Hill, we did accidentally schedule the Ranger Cup on the same weekend as uh, <laughs> the PGA Championship. Not that it matters. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> but I didn't realize yeah. that. 
Yeah, I didn't. I I literally didn't till uh, till I was just looking up like the remaining majors. Um, like, oh, well, yeah, but anyway, that weekend. Well, before yep. we wrap wrap this up, because I'm sure we're trying to wrap this up, you know, within a little bit here. Um, is there anybody else we want to go down the leaderboard with that uh, maybe you know made a pretty good valiant effort or had a good first showing or you know thought would do well or didn't do well and had a bad showing um is there anybody you uh maybe want to touch on or anything like that i know i have a name or two um if nobody else does i can yeah i I don't i only have one person i would actually want to talk about and you wouldn't want to talk about them so uh, i mean you know maybe i won't but maybe the other two guys here might want to i i I mean i've I continue to be impressed by Sahith. I mean, um, I think he had the third best uh, round of Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. If I think it was, uh, I think it was Phil seven under, speed six under, him five under, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I thought that was a pretty impressive Sunday run for him. Um, and I especially think that since he. he... It's the first first time he's played Augusta, and you know, um, you know he he hasn't gotten his win yet, but you know it was a fucking awesome showing for a rookie at Augusta. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's you know he's a rookie at Augusta, and he's and he's barely out of his rookie season, you know. So the dude is is showing fresh legs, and I think that um, it's just just a, a foresight of him having, you know, the, the possibility of a, a really, really um, solid career ahead of him. So I, I don't know if we need to necessarily sit here and, and talk on a tremendous amount, but impressive showing to say the least for, for his first time there and to, to squeeze himself into, you know, where he did in the leaderboard um, that last day with that effort was, was definitely impressive. For sure. Who else did you have in mind, Dave? Um, yeah, uh, just to touch on Thagala, Thagala one more time. Uh, he had that crazy chip in on that par five on the back. I can't remember exactly which par five it was, but that was spectacular. Awesome. That's kind of the... Are you not uh, talking about 16 where you repeated? It, oh, it, was, a, it was 16. It was a par four. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's a yeah, par, it three. par three. Par three. Par oh, three. It's right. the tiger sorry. chip. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Uh, it was pretty yeah, good. Spectacular. <laughs> That's just kind of the epitome of what that guy is. It's kind of like fireworks or bust with him, I feel like. A little bit. Um, he's spectacular and makes some really awesome shots. And it's it, it's kind of like a speeth light to a degree, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Um, another guy that we haven't really touched on is Cam Young. I know he's not kids' favorite guy, but uh, he did get the bad side of the draw. Um, got uh, T seven. Um, I thought it was a really good showing for him, considering he missed a cut <laughs> the first time he played Augusta. Um, aside from that, he's pr- had pretty good, you know, major showings. And I think this is just, uh, you know, more, more to what is going to come for him. Um, a top 10 and a major. Um, I think, I think if, uh, you know, conditions would have been kind of similar to, you know, 
earlier on in the week, he could have very well had a chance at this thing. Um, and he toughed it out through the, the uh, harder conditions. And uh, I think it was a great showing for him. He's a baller. I've said it before. I think he's a major winner. Like his game is the real deal. He's fun to watch too. I like watching him play. He fucking attacks the golf ball. So yeah, that was sick from him. And yeah, I think a lot of big things to come. He, yeah, I, I put money on him actually. I mean, I think it's definitely only a matter of time before he snags a major. Um, Which I is a crazy just, thing to say when he hasn't even won yet. Right. No, well, it, but the thing is, but he, even though, and you know, it's similar to Zalatoris, like, well, I guess Zalatoris <laughs> won one now, but like, uh, I mean, even though he hasn't won yet, it is very possible that his first one is going to be in a major. I mean, you know, there's some time in between now and, and um, Oak Hill, but still like, I I would not be surprised if his first win is a major because he's put himself in contention multiple times and, and he continues to do so on the tour as well. But I mean, um, the dude plays impressive golf and he fucking pisses on the ball. I mean, like, um, I mean, it's, I, I actually enjoy his watching ball speeds I don't, are crazy. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, one seven is fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah when it's he's just top like three cruise control. with that in the in the league. I mean, it's it's wild to watch, um, you know, at the consistency that he does it. But I don't know. I don't have any problem with the guy. I actually like him, and I'm I'm rooting for him to get some W's. I mean, he's 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 working hard. He's worked himself into the top fifteen now, and um, I mean, he's he's sitting ahead of Spieth and and you know some some big names. So. I think that uh, the dude deserves a W, and and I think he'll keep running until he gets it. Yeah, I I I, uh, I think he's a big game hunter. I think his game looks like he's a a major, a, a, you know, kind of like a Brooks esque. Like I don't think they're similar in any regard aside from that that they they can compete in majors, but that's kind of the vibe I get from him. Um, yeah. Going down a little further, um, there's a couple, two more guys that I, you know, kind of want to touch on. Uh, one being Finau. Um, I think we are all, you know, kind of high on Finau going into this week. Um, you know, ended up shooting even, even for the tournament. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, T twenty six. Nothing. Pretty poor bland. showing. Yeah. Um, he got the good draw. Yeah. It wasn't exactly what we were hoping for the guy. Um, especially me. I thought he was at least going to be in the top 10, but, uh, you know, there's always next year. I think Fino has got a game that could very well win here at least, you know, come very close. So I think he has good shot here. Um, and yeah, I just want to touch on that. And then the boy Homa, Max Homa. I think we all fucking thought he, you know, He's the first one to tell you he's not happy with his, uh, you know, his major record. Um, I think going into this year with the way it started, um, we thought he he, he had kind of turned the page and he was going to start contending in these things and be in the mix. And this this week just was not that. Um, I don't really know what else to say from that. I'm 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 bummed on that. Uh, 
I I I like him at LACC, but uh, yeah, I hope I just hope that you know we're not we're not trending down. I hope he keeps playing how he's been playing, and uh, this isn't like the beginning of a kind of a slump for him. I just don't I don't think anyone should should be presuming he's going to be playing well in majors right now. I, I I don't mean to be a dick to Max. I just think he's given us no reason to think that he will. I I was being ambitious when I said I think he might get a top 20 here. And that was me like trying to think of it in a positive light in the pre-pod. Like he's given us no reason to think that he's going to play well at majors and I think he needs to prove it for us to expect it from him going forward. I think anyone just assuming he's going to play well is hasn't been looking at the data. Yeah, well, he's I, he, he's ahead, trending ahead, up, and he just he he hasn't taken that next big step, right? Like he's he's made a huge improvements to his game. He's put himself in that conversation as one of the the bigger names on tour. And the, the next step is to start playing in majors. So that's that's his next kind of challenge. And you're right to to this point, he hasn't answered that call yet. I mean, he finished well, in the bottom half of the field at a tournament with like. Guys like Mike Weir and Freddie Couples, who, who made the cut, props to him, well, uh, and other guys that just like aren't actually tour players. But he just yeah, essentially he just had a bad final round. I mean, he you know he shot six over on on his fourth round. I mean, I I don't think that that necessarily was the game that he played all week. I think that you know like saying his his where he finished isn't necessarily like speaking to how he played the entire that's time a, because that's fair clint he he I mean, was I, up on the leaderboard for a lot of the tournament like he was in the mix and then he just kind of let it go yeah and i mean i'm not like i'm i'm a max fan it's it's actually funny every single of one of the people that we've talked about the last four people that have been on that we've had conversations about I put money on every single one of them. I put money on Cam Young, on T Gala, I put it on um Finau. on Max and Finau. I put money on all of those guys. Like because I, I usually on the majors I put money on five or six guys and and those were four of them. Um, you know, some of the odds were better than others, but uh so you know of course I'm disappointed to see some of them not not do as well as you would have hoped. Um now being on my fantasy team definitely a bummer um but with you know like uh with max i think kid you know take might have been a little harsh i mean i think that the dude's sitting uh i don't know six or seven and in, in one world right now i mean like i i think that he's proven that he's a that he's a player i i mean when you have tiger woods talking about his tempo and talking about um, you know, like how, how much he likes his swing and things like that. I mean, you know, that's something to, to write home about. And in, in my opinion, I mean, like if, if you have the best to ever do it sitting there talking, well, you know, questionably, questionably, Dave, don't get too hot here. Um, you know, one of the best to ever do it to sit here and talk about you like that. And, and you have shown up and you have started to win some, you know, events. I, I mean, granted, not, not majors yet, but I don't find it crazy to think that he will be in contention in majors possibly this year. Um, I mean, like there's obviously we've, we've got three more. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we find him in the top five and, and one, if not more than, 
more than one of those events. But, you know, that could just be high hopes. I like the guy. I think he's playing fucking great golf. And I wouldn't discount the fact that he hasn't done anything yet because he's just now finding his stride. I, I just think people are they're a bit clouded by just how much how likable he is. Like I think everybody on this podcast loves Max. He's he's awesome. Like nobody nobody is rooting against him. I'm I'm just basically stating what the reality of his major performances have been, and that there's no statistical elements to major performances that has any indication that you should expect him to get two top fives in the next three majors. Like that that just doesn't carry weight. I think with in in Clint's defense or however you want to take it, uh, I think a lot of people, myself included, felt like he kind of turned a new leaf or a new page this past year. And just it felt like his game is different. It felt like he's ready to come, like he cracked into the top five in the world. Like uh, and this week was. You know his time to show that, right? Yeah, and, and I was, was expecting a top at like a top top twenty, a top ten out of him, and that it, it just didn't happen. So, and I so feel let's like, assess this. Oh, go ahead, sorry. And uh, yeah, and and I think what Clint said, like, you know, the last round isn't representative of the entire week, but I do think like you shouldn't give up on the last round either. You know, like. It, the conditions not... weren't hard. And also, what was Max's draw this week? Did he have the hard draw? I don't think he did. I honestly I don't, don't think know. he did either, but I don't know. I think he I think he had the good draw. And Regardless... this is the easiest major to perform well in. Well, he played with Tiger, didn't he? So it would have been the hard draw. No, he didn't play with Tiger. I don't know. I do actually I do actually think that he had the hard draw. I think that he actually did well to finish out where he did on his third round, if I'm not mistaken. But um but I Oh yeah, I think he did too because I think the NLU guys were talking about how he's a mutter and he's gonna do well. But uh yeah. <sighs> Regardless, uh, I just thought he, he kind of speaking on like tears i think he at least in my opinion i thought this year he jumped up a tier and i thought he was going to get it going and he very well may like this is just one major like we were talking about there's three more lacc is one of them he could very well do outstanding there i don't know but uh i was just hoping for more and it was a bummer to see kind of how he finished out the week but yeah If yeah. no one else really I mean, has anything to touch on, uh, Clint, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. That's, I mean, that's all I was going to say. And if we're talking about LACC, I mean, you know, that's bringing it back we're not, home. We're not, we're not talking about LACC. If we're talking about like me talking about top fives in a major, I mean, if, if there's one that he's going to do it in, it's going to be right there in his fucking backyard. So, I mean, I, I still think he has the potential. I'm not, I don't think I'm, just yeah, that's what I was outlandish. saying. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm outlandish for saying that he can that he can make a top five, maybe twos, maybe you know pushing the envelope a little bit. But I think he's got the ability, and he, like Dave said, he kind of hit a new tier um, over the past year, if you will. So is it uh, he hadn't had the opportunity to prove what he can do in majors, but he didn't give us a, an amazing showing here, um, at least not in the last round. So. He's got some work to do. 
West Coast Max is a thing. We'll see what happens in LA. Um, but also going home is also lots more pressure. Rory missed the cut at Port Rush for that same reason. Like it, it's a lot of weight on your shoulders. Um, my last thing I want to say about Augusta is Tiger made the cut again, and he matched the record for most consecutive cuts the Masters made with Freddie Couples and Gary Player. That's worth knowing at least on a podcast. Even as the footnote. Yeah, it's sick. It's really JT sacrificed himself on Easter also, weekend. In the rumor mill, um, NOU mentioned this, and I just think it's crazy, and I have to mention it, and I'm not a Tiger guy, but this is crazy. They mentioned on their show, and they said it's rumor mill as well. I just want to say that Tiger WD'd from the PGA Championship because a screw came through his foot. Yeah. And that's why Jason Day said that. Yeah, Yeah. Jason Day said that that's what happened. Which That's is just fucking, fucking incredible. Like that is fucking crazy, dude. He is a different <laughs> kind of human, man. Like what he'll put himself through. Like we've seen him reinvent himself a bazillion times. No, it's hard to imagine anyone's working harder than him to be competitive. I also heard from them on that crazy fucking podcast that Cody is subscribing potentially to the idea that amputating his leg is the best course of action. That's crazy that you said that because I was going to bring it up as well. And I think right after the car crash, if you roll back time, that might have been a better option because there are amputee golfers that are very, very good at golf. And Tiger is one of the best golfers to ever do it. And to think that he couldn't overcome and at least make cuts and shit and maybe be in less pain than he is now. Is a potential, definitely a potential that it could have been. Look, if there's someone who can win golf tournaments with one real leg and one prosthetic leg, it's Tiger Woods. Like I, I, I would never put it past what he's capable of doing. And I also sympathize with someone not wanting to do with them on a pain at all. I also understand someone want to keep their leg. Like that's the, very, that's the, the thing is, it might it very well could have been less pain when he's playing golf because right now no, that's what I'm saying. Is, so, that's, yeah. that's literally what I said. Oh, I, I maybe I didn't. Uh, understand what you're saying or how you said it but uh the only thing with the prosthetic is walking the 72 holes might be the issue there with a prosthetic leg like i know those like sprinters and stuff with like the spring legs and stuff i don't know maybe it would work but who knows but before we wrap before we wrap this shit up i know we're we're trying to get out of here and we're running a little long but one last thing I think Clint needs to get a real quick anti-wolf pack. Three people. Me, Ryan, and Kid have one. We need one from Clint. Um, I can go ahead. He said Cantlay is in there already, so he needs two more. Yeah, I can. I can go ahead and toss another in pretty quick. Billy Horschel, easy. There you go. I mean, um, that's a no-brainer for me. Uh. I don't know what it is about that guy. I just fucking don't like him. Um, Fair. That's the that is the spirit of the anti wolf pack. So you were right on online there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't. I I figured that an anti wolf pack would be people that you don't want in your wolf pack. So therefore, somebody that you probably don't really like. Um, you know, it's annoying that Patrick Cantlay is in the top five um an owgr because uh it's just you know he's hard to like and he fucking does shit like 
take 14 hours to read a putt before he, you know, like I just fuck, fuck off, man. Anyway, um, I'm very hurt. Yeah, I'm very hurt about y'all uh, all having more cow in yours, but um, you know, we'll we'll move on from that. Uh, let me let me just skim real quick, man. I don't, I, and we're we're excluding um, excluding live players because that's not fun. Like that's yeah, obvious. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, fuck. I got, I, Keith Mitchell, maybe. <laughs> I hate it. I He's right on the cusp of not being relevant enough, but I we'll know, give we'll, we'll give you that just to wrap it up. So Clint, Clint Scott can't lay. Uh, can't lay. Uh, why Billy can't Horschel. I, yeah, Horschel. Damn it. Me and me and me and Ryan are kind of on Billy Ho train. Yeah. <laughs> like liking him. He's yeah, I don't dislike the guy. Oh, he's a he's kind of a peppy little outspoken kind of guy bitch. Yeah. yeah little bitch i agree i don't there like how go. he sneaks this. up on the putts <laughs> like creeps up on him that's annoying but for the most part i'm okay with him but yeah what, like so you we, like like kevin nozzle no, have you not seen when he's Clint? approaching he the like ball when he, he like in. very slowly like creeps up to his putt I know what you're saying. I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so we got Cantlay, Billy Horschel, and Keith Mitchell for Clint's anti Wolfpack. And we and Keith Mitchell's just a wild card for now. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't really have. You don't have to put him. someone your anti Wolfpack just to have three, Clint. Like, if you can't think of a third, uh, you can't think of a well, third. Well, I mean, I have There's zero. No... I have zero cares about Keith Mitchell. His visor, fuck you, off. You... Like, I just like. I'm. I'm just trying to. Th- I just threw a quick three together. I'll think of somebody we can, else. We can, see definitely, can, we can definitely confirm it's not Rick, though. No, he's gosh, not relevant no. enough. I don't, for, <laughs> oh, that's brutal. I. I still, even though he's Rick definitely irrelevant. Money enough. one time. I. You say he well, definitely is relevant back. enough. Yeah, he's coming back. Keith Mitchell's ranked above freaking Ricky. All right, yeah. boys, we got to wrap this thing up. Quick. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, we're going into Ryan, the week. Everybody that's like still, an hour ago. everybody that's still listening, thanks for listening. The Masters is one of our favorite fucking weeks of the year, and we'll catch you on the next Flint. fucking important Fitzy. <laughs> Fitzy. Oh, okay, I could, I can I could be on that all day. Come join me. All, all three of you have Fitzy and your fucking anti wolf. Yes, pack. yes. Fuck yes. Fitzy. Yes. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why well, I didn't think of that myself. Okay, He's well, in. Clint. Clint has Fitzy. On <laughs> Keith his Mitchell's out. Pack. Fitzy's in. It's, He's is in. it the braces? What is it? <laughs> no, it's not the braces. <laughs> I know it was a It's kind of the word. braces. Dude, how about that's, the all time meme? All time meme of fucking the Matt Fitzpatrick spraying on the fucking sunscreen. And then it just pans over to Brooks putting in the Brooks. biggest fucking dip ever on the same putting green. Like, that is yeah. the fucking best thing for full swing that has ever come out. Like, it's so it's good. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for fucking listening. And we'll see you next time on whatever important golf fucking tournament is going on. Well, it's Harbortown, of course. It's a designated event. It's the most (laughs) important event of the fucking year.
All right, folks. Thank you. All right. Peace, boys. Later, boys.